Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. He's Jamie Rivers. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend Mark Saxon, Cardinals Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Saxy, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Talking to you guys is always a, a bright spot in an otherwise gloomy and chilly day in St. Louis. You brighten our day, Mark Saxon. That's how I look at this interview oh each my. and every time we have you on. All right, let's start with some uh, some of these uh, – uh, Yadier Molina, rather, take two. Yadier Molina news from yesterday. He is not a finalist for the Gold Glove. We, of course, heard the news earlier this week that he is looking for a two-year contract from the Cardinals. Saxy, as of today, where do you stand on the Yadier Molina contract extension based on what you understand from the Cardinals? Do you think this is good as done, or should we actually have some questions about whether or not this is going to get done? Yeah, that's the, the first thing you led with is kind of funny because he's objecting to being left out of the um, the Gold Glove finalists in a year in which they selected exclusively on metrics, specifically on the Sabre mm-hmm. defensive index metric. Now, so it's a little strange to get angry about that. Now, it was probably a bad year to do it on metrics because the sample size was so small. It, it, it's not a you, there's no defensive metric that that covers that small a sample size, but. In terms of your question, BK, it's interesting because we don't have the key piece of information, and that is what do the finances of the team look like, right? We've heard things. I've heard through background sources that the team is claiming that it lost a lot of money. Now, we can't look at the books. There's no way of knowing all this for sure. You just have to sort of take them at their word. But whether Yachty is a slam dunk or not really comes down to the same question that a lot of things do this off season. And that is how dire are the finances of the team and will there be an imperative to slash payroll? Because I can tell you this, there's nine guys under contract for next year earning a hundred million dollars. So that given that they're always in that sort of 150, $160 million range, that's not a lot of money to make the rest of your, 17 players on that roster to put together a roster that's competitive. So it's all going to come back to what kind of shape the the team is in. And nobody has really said anything yet because they haven't had any availability since the end of the season. All right, Saxy, a little bit of a two-part question here. One, what do you think Yadier Molina would be looking for financially uh, on a two-year deal? And part two of the question is if he does walk, where do the Cardinals turn for their catcher position? Yeah, that's a good – both great questions. You know, I had heard 
this was back a ways back in spring training that he did want a two-year deal, but he wasn't locked in on the notion of a two-year deal. He understood the team's, you know, wariness potentially given the fact he's 38 years old. Um, he'd be willing to do a one-year deal and maybe a, a club or a mutual option for, for 2022. Um, in terms of what the team, you know, and, and I think the question becomes, you know, for Yachty, will he get the same kind of uh, appreciation for his skill set on the open market that he would in talking exclusively with the Cardinals front office? I think you can make an argument that if he plays hardball here and he goes and puts his name out on the market at his age, he wouldn't, in fact, get the same money he would from the Cardinals. Um, but I do think a pay cut is, is in play here because I don't think he's a $20 million a year player. I think he knows that. Um, but, you know, the devil's in the details and whether they can line up on a deal, whether it's $8 million or $15 million, that's still a, a lot of money in a year where they're going to be pinching pennies. So in terms of what they would do without him, you know, they have Yvonne Herrera, who they're very high on. Unfortunately, he had his season wiped out, as every other minor leaguer did, and that's a big, big blow. But this is a kid with a great arm. I think he eventually could be that guy. Maybe Andrew Kisner is that guy. Um, although we've seen the Cardinals have a little more preference for that defense-first type catcher, at least if we go by the Yadier Molina model. Well, maybe they could try something else. Um and then the other thing is, if we're looking at, you know, robot umps in five years or two years or three years, is it really that important that you have a stud catcher? Are they, will, they, will teams just look for the best, you know, hitter they can and strap catcher's gear on them and put them back there since framing is no longer going to matter at all? So there's so many things in play here. I don't know how many of those are in the, in the hopper, but there's a lot of things to think about. So, Mark, I – if we go down the hypothetical scenario here of Yachty not coming back and Wayno potentially not coming back, would we potentially be viewing 2021 as a transition year for the Cardinals? Because then you're after the season, you've got no more Matt Carpenter. You've got no more Dexter Fowler. Andrew Miller will be gone. Carlos Martinez could potentially be gone. And that means all of those contracts, Colton Wong, all of those contracts are coming off of the books as well. It would almost present them as a little bit of a fresh start in 2022 is it possible that 2021 is a true transition year for this organization? Yeah, because of all the things you said, I would call it a transition year. Now, <clears throat> here's where it gets kind of complicated and actually kind of hopeful, I think, for Cardinals fans, even if they are worried about kind of the finances of this thing or what the team will end up doing, is that, you know, other teams are in the same boat. And specifically, other teams in the Cardinals division are in the same boat, if not in worse shape. Um you know, Milwaukee really wasn't that great last year, and they, they could have to cut payroll. We've already heard the Cubs essentially admit that they, they potentially could have a fire sale to get on, under the number that they're looking at. Um, and Buster Olney of ESPN tweeted last week that he heard that the Reds are going to slash their payroll as well. So you could have a scenario where the Cardinals, without doing much of anything – and maybe even subtracting a little bit if, if, if they decide not to bring Colton Wong back and save that $11.5 million, could still be the class of the, the, of the division, you know, anyway. And could be a very competitive team in the National League, at, at least until they run into the Dodgers at some point. So it's kind of interesting. As dire as everything looks, and I, and I do think that's the right word for kind of what the finances look like right now, 
you know, it could be kind of, you know, misery love co- loves company kind of thing, and, and they could still be the class of this divi- division going forward. All right, Saxy, you talked about teams cutting payroll and finances are tough, and I brought this point up, I, I think, earlier in the week, maybe last week, that – that might change the landscape, right, for free agency. The Dodgers look like they're full, top to bottom. Like, I mean, I guess if they get really greedy, they can just go out and keep shopping. But there's only a select few teams that can actually go out there and, and provide the numbers that a – just for, for whatever purpose. George Springer, let's use him. Oh, for a good purpose. He's good. I know, right? I like okay, him. I was selective there. But so Springer, I guess his – Value could be somewhere in the twenty to twenty-five million dollar range, but if nobody is able to afford that price, if he gets down to the fifteen to twenty million dollar range, is that a guy then that realistically the Cardinals are in on? Because I don't think at twenty plus or twenty-five at least, I don't see the Cardinals being players. Give me that. optimism here, Saxy. Give me optimism. I tell you, man, I'd like to, but I, I did kind of a rundown of the numbers the other day. I think one scenario where that would be possible is if they just decide that they need to pivot in a major way. And they, for example, do like Colton Wong walk and they use Tommy Edmond there. And everywhere where they can save marginally a few million dollars here or there, they take that road. Maybe they trade a Carlos Martinez or, you know, someone else else with, you know, a still appreciable amount of talent, a, a young player who, who is making you know, good money. Maybe they do that, and they 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 are able to get into the point where they're in their that conversation. But it it certainly sets up as an off season where you would look ahead to the following uh, free agency period. That might be a stronger group of players, frankly, with with potentially Corey Seager and um, you know other really you know to, a, a lot of like very top level players. Maybe not you know the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Uh, Mookie Betts level, but a niche below that. So I think next winter would be a, a more sensible kind of target range for this team. But anything's possible. And again, until we know what they're saying about the finances and the outlook, it's hard to answer any of these questions. You've been listening to the show, haven't you, Saxy? <laughs> <laughs> We've been looking to that 2021-2022 class quite a bit because you've got Corey Seager in that one, as you mentioned. You've got Carlos Correa. You've got Trevor Storr. You've got Francisco Lindor. If they do clear the decks a little bit after this upcoming season, it would make sense. Maybe you don't spend big this offseason. You look to next year. Of those guys, are there any in particular that you think makes the most sense or would potentially be the most realistic after the upcoming year? You know, I think for this team, I mean, obviously the outfield is an area that you've got to get figured out at some point. You know, typically those are your horses. Those are the guys who you're hoping they play good defense, but you'll accept if it's just kind of okay. But you're hoping those are your kind of 30 home run guys, the RBIs, the high batting averages, all, all of those things. And they haven't gotten that for years now. And and so that's the likely thing. But I think really the way this team needs to think about it is they need to get the closest thing they can to an elite bat, um, another Goldschmidt, if you will, to add to that lineup in order to give it enough depth that you can sort of have some structure to build around and it doesn't really matter where it is, other than maybe the name I mentioned, Paul Goldschmidt, other than first base. I think they need to be creative about, you know, what they look at. It's got to be the best bat that they could acquire, and then you move some other pieces around because otherwise 
it's just too difficult to pull off if you're looking at one one particular uh, position group. And I think at times this te- this team has been a little bit too literal in terms of just shopping for what it lacks rather than going out and getting the best player it can and then figuring it out. He's Mark Saxon. Check out his work over at The Athletic. He did go through some of the math on what the offseason is going to potentially look like based on the Cardinals' payroll earlier this week. A really good piece over there. Always enjoy having Mark Saxon here on 101 ESPN. Saxy, all the best to you and your family, man. We look forward to talking with you again soon. All right, guys, I'll just be sitting by the phone for the next time you invite me. (laughs) Sounds good. You're the best. It's Mark Saxon joining us here on 101 ESPN. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.